Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to FestPod, the unofficial download festival guide. I'm Neil Wilkinson. This is the place for news and rumours about the festival, advice for going, and where you can have your say too. So now let's welcome my fellow host. As always, we've got Lee Ellingham with us. Hello, Lee. Six weeks. We've only got six weeks to go until download, and I cannot tell you how excited I am. Actually, yes, I can. So th- this bank holiday weekend, I will be putting up my tent, airing it out and starting my shopping for download for this year. I am really, really excited. Wow. It's that time, isn't it? We are so close now. We can almost taste it. Um, I uh, got a little whiff of uh, grass cuttings the other day because it's springtime and people like to cut the grass. And it reminded me of being in those fields at Donington. And I have to say, there's no feeling like it. I mean, there really isn't. So we are excitable on today's show and we are so close to download. We've got so much to talk about. There's a lot of news this time around. So find us on the socials by looking for FestPod or by going to festpod.co.uk. Say hi, ask our advice about download or just chime in with whatever you want. You can also... Now find us on YouTube. Hello, if you're watching on YouTube. So let's get started with some festival news. There is plenty of news and there's quite a bit of download news for a change because we are so close to the festival. So we have some band announcements, don't we? We do indeed. Um, So let's start off with the bad news. Let's get that out of the way first. Um, So unfortunately, the distillers... Code Orange and the Pretty Reckless have all had to pull out. Um, I don't know any any official reason why. Uh, there's a lot of rumour and talk. It's potentially to do with COVID vaccinations, but we'll take that with a pinch of salt. It could be absolutely anything. Um, well, yeah, but, it can't all be. I mean, if it's the same reason for all those bands, that's bizarre, isn't it? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously there's still a lot of American bands on the lineup. So, so it's it, actually these bands are specifically American bands, mm. and there are a lot of American bands still on the lineup. And you've got to imagine there's probably a couple of them on in in each band that 
don't agree with vaccination still. I mean, yeah. I mean, and and to just point the finger at it being that for these three bands, that's not quite fair. Anything could have happened. Um, I do have it on fairly good record as well that the Distillers. Um, I think I think the lead singer's name is. Uh, Nope. Do you know what? I don't know 100%. I'm not even going to attempt it. <laughs> Before you misname him. Her. Uh, um, sorry. <laughs> there you go. That's a misgendering. Go on. Yeah. Um, she's having some legal issues with an ex, um, an ex. Oh, well, let's not talk about that then, because we don't want to get in the middle of all that. Oh, no, definitely not. So, I mean, yeah, there are reasons for them not, not being able to play download. Um, it's very unfortunate. However... The bookers at Download, um, Andy Copping included, have pulled out the bag some brilliant replacements. Oh, yes. Oh, I can't wait. Go on, tell us who's who's coming in instead. Headline in the second stage on the Friday night is none other than Frank Carr and the Rattlesnakes. Oh, yes. The Download gods have smiled down on us and granted us... Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. We've been wishing for this for ages, haven't we? We have. Do you remember when, when we found when we found out? I actually voice messaged you saying, This is not a joke. Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes are playing download. Yeah. And you didn't believe me, or no. at least you, you you questioned me to like, where did you see that? I was like, I think to myself, what do you mean where did I see it? They've officially announced it. Where are you? What are you doing? Uh yeah, because it's such good news. They are so good. If you've never seen them, get yourself down to uh, are they on the main stage? On this, oh, they're on the um, the second stage. Uh, okay. They're headlining second stage against Kiss. Oh my God, they're so good. Who else have we got? Um, Napalm Death. This is a fucking fantastic booking. Yes. Napalm Napalm Death are a massive name from the from the late eighties and the nineties. They are huge in the extreme metal scene, and they're playing on the Saturday night on the fourth stage. And I've said before. The bands that are already on the fourth stage that Saturday night, that Saturday afternoon, are going to bring the tent down. <laughs> Adding Napalm Death to that to that list of bands it is for sure. Like they might, they best have decent insurance because it's going to be absolute carnage. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's one of your that's one of your little phrases, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't it? <laughs> okay, who else have we got? Peng Shui, or Peng Shui, however you want to pronounce it. I'm not 100% sure on that, but so hopefully I have pronounced it correctly. So it's like, you know, the the, the Eastern practice of Feng feng Shui. That's it. But with a P. Oh, Oh. do you know what? That makes sense now you've said it. I'm sure (laughs) Peng, Peng is, is slang. In in, in in London for like, do you know how like some people say, oh, they're well fit, that sort of thing. They're like, they're they're well Peng, yeah. Okay, now you've said Peng Shui. That fucking makes so much sense to me okay. now. <laughs> I hope I've I hope I've made I hope I've made that sort of connection properly. I'm not the wise. Does, does Peng so Peng is a good thing? Peng is a very good thing. Right, fine, okay. <laughs> yeah. So Peng Shui actually were the winners of um the twenty nineteen battle for the bands. You know how um uh, what, what was it bloody called? I went on for... I've been speaking about it for the last like, three months. The deal. The deal. Thank you. Um, so Peng Shui won the deal back yeah. in 2019. But they never got to been... perform. No, they did. Oh, they did? They performed on the Avalanche stage on the Friday. They opened up the Avalanche stage on the Friday. Oh, God, yes. I'm so confused. It's been so long since we've had a download festival. We did have one in 19, but we, we didn't did. have one in 20 or 21. <laughs> We did have one in 21, the pilot. Okay, yes. Not a full one, though. No. Um, 
So Peng Shui are playing the Avalanche stage again, but they will be um, coming on after Press Club, and Press Club are opening up the stage. Wow. Um, that's a really good. That's a really good announcement. I I feel again, it's good to be able to um, rely on that Battle of the Band winner, the deal winner, yeah. to come mm. back again a few years later. What do you think of uh, Peng Shui? Hmm. They're it's very very sort of grime and drill based. Drill based. Yeah. Do you know drill music? As in Black and Decker. No. Not like Black and Decker. Bosch? No. Sorry. No, 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 I'm afraid I don't then. No. Is 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 that is that is that your so is that all your, is that all your tall knowledge as well? <laughs> is that the amount of your tall knowledge, Black and Decker and Bosch? Yeah, I can't think of any more brand names that are associated with drills. Sorry, uh, go on. I've never heard of drill music before. So drill music is associated with um or most commonly associated with um uh, uh, gangs um in obviously in, in different cities is usually it's usually used as a sort of like a, a call out to other gangs around um obviously around the city. Ooh. Um hopefully I have got that right and I've not caused any offense. Um <laughs> sorry gangs again. if you're listening. <laughs> well I mean drill music again, drill and grime is especially is not really our thing. It's not really something well, that no. we see a lot of at download. Um but they've got sort of a very alternate grime sort of vibe about them and oh. they were very much they were very welcomed um when they played in twenty nineteen. So hopefully they're gonna they're gonna get a ni- a decent crowd again. Okay. So I I mean I may I may drop in just to see what drill music is. Um and have my curiosity satisfied. I might like it, who knows. Yeah, again, my description could be completely wrong as well, by the way. Somewhat I'm, I'm if I am wrong do you know what? If I am wrong, I want to know about it. I'm I'm man enough to be able to take my complaints on the chin. Okay, all right. Um <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't an innuendo, but the way you reacted to that as if you took it <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Um I guess I'm gearing myself up, you see, for the innuendos for today's episode. Um who is who else is, has been announced as replacements for the for the uh, for the You've loss? got another band called Chris Barris Band. I've not listened to them properly. Mm. Um, however, uh, they are playing on the... Where is my Clash Finder? Trusty Clash Finder, where are you? There it is. Um, okay, what is going on? I can't find them on this list at all. They definitely are. But there they are. They are going to be on the second, second stage. stage. They're on the second stage, yeah. Um, again, I've not really heard... I've not really listened to them, so I heard anything about them, so I can't give you a... Mm. A description about them at all i've started um, working my way through this uh, list of bands i've started doing research um and there's some bands i'm really excited to see uh, but i haven't come across chris barra's band yet wait was that an innuendo or you've not you you've not um oh for, no but, no no they'll be better than that <laughs> they will be better than that don't worry about it well I've, I've got i've got to ask this question because i mean <laughs> i mean they it happens all the time. You and I might as well play fucking innuendo bingo when we meet up in Donington. I know, it's true. <laughs> Who else is, is on the lineup there? Uh, the final band that were announced. Now, technically, we've known this for about a month. It's the the, the deal winner from 2022, Animalia. Yes. Um, I have listened to them. I'm very excited to see them. They they deservedly won that. There was a lot of competition, a lot of good competition up against them. Um 
uh, and they deservedly won it. Mm, good. And and yeah, and and they will and they will be on the uh, they will be opening up the Avalanche stage on the Saturday. Um, and to be fair, if this Clash Finder is anything to go by, um, I will be seeing them first thing eleven o'clock on Saturday. Excellent. So there's a lot to look forward to there. Some good news. Um, now we have had some more updates. Uh, there's been a dog blog actually, hasn't there? With uh, the some house. more updates on what what's what was in that? So I'm going to sound very smug with this one because there was a couple of people that called me out on it and said that I was going to be wrong. The new map was announced, and I wasn't far off. Oh yeah, because you'd you'd guesstimated where everything would be, didn't you? On yes. our socials, and so, uh, it was based on what they had actually said. It was based on the on the video that they posted in 2020 about the changes they were making. And yeah, I wasn't far wrong. The only things that I may have missed out was that the press and guest camping, the Raid to Rock, the camper vans, access camping are all now in the centre of the track, mm. which I think is amazing. And I am a little bit jealous. They um, don't, um, as, uh, from memory, they haven't really utilised the middle of the track very much in the last few years, have they? I think this time around they they've probably not really got much of a choice. Mm. Um, obviously, next to the village is quite a lot of like woodland, which you, you you can't really put anybody in. Yeah. So the only other open space um, would be the track. Oh my or, god! I was so excited to see it all. I can't wait. I'm so oh, excited. No, I am. I am too. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, I mean. This has been three years in the making. This is oh, it, again because we've not had any full download since 2019. This is gonna. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Not not only is it an opportunity to see the live bands at Donington. I mean, everybody's gonna be. I mean, imagine people that haven't seen their festival mates in in three oh, years. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be, gonna be carnage, such a reunion. Yeah. Um. Now you are. I think it's fair to say. Fairly obsessed with body takeover, aren't you? Little bit. I but things are it's another one of the it's another one of those things um that really sort of encourage unsigned bands to get involved in almost a battle for the bands to be able to make themselves seen and heard. Um uh, but on that, yeah, so the the body takeover now has actually moved to the Wednesday night instead of the Thursday. Um and I've seen a lot of sort of a lot of comments online who are quite disappointed with this. Um, we can bitch, we can moan as much as we want. Why is it a big deal that it's moved from Thursday okay. from Wednesday to? Yeah, so for me, it's the build up to the main event. Right. This is the these are the opening acts to the Friday. Um, it gets you all hyped. For me, it gets me hyped. It gets me warmed up, ready for the actual day. Mm. Um, so to have it on the Wednesday night and for it to be replaced with other people's podcasts and DJ nights, um, it, it won't do anything. I'm going to say this now. It won't make a difference, but I, I imagine that it will feel a lot different Yeah. to a lot of people. And I think that's why a lot of people are complaining. Oh, okay. But the Baldy Takeover, it will still be amazing. It's still the same bands and it's going to be epic. Just make sure you're there on the Wednesday and not the Thursday. Yeah. 
Um, and there is uh, some entertainment, like you were saying, uh, the DJs and uh, other people's podcasts um, on stage. I don't think we've mentioned this on on the podcast just yet, uh, but there are. This this it's a sort of fresh look at entertainment, isn't it? On the the, the preceding days. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly. It's, it's it is strange that they're going to attempt podcasts in the in the doghouse. Um, obviously, it, it, it it's going to be quite. It can be. It's going to get quite noisy. And obviously, as we know from trying to record our own, any sort of background noise is quite. It interferes and it's a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I don't so, know. I, I haven't got faith in this going well. <laughs> to be honest, uh, because it is. It's very technical and it's. Um, a live putting a live band on is different to making and recording a program. You don't generally do it in front of a a live audience of um, a couple of thousand people. Yeah, so this this is why it's going to be quite. It's going to be interesting for us as punters. So hopefully, it's not going to be too difficult for those that are putting it on. Um, these are two, these are two of the most popular podcasts within the 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 alt rock metal sort of scene. Um, I know I know from experience that we the the girls that do we wear black, um, they are incredibly popular. They get a lot of um, they've got a lot of followers. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. It's mm. on the Friday as well, so I mean, I wonder what time that will actually all kick off. If it kicks off after all the bands are finished um, at eleven o'clock or midway through everyone being in the in the arena yeah yeah um so i i, I guess it's a sort of suck it and see uh, sort of situation uh and, and we'll see how it goes yeah suck it and see there <laughs> we are you've you took you 10 minutes to realize and register <laughs> no, what i, I said. knew what you said i was just thinking like <laughs> i think that was wrong with you that was just fuck's sake Okay, um, so there has been um, a poster put on download socials about an event happening in Brighton, which is unusual, isn't it? Yeah, so it turns out, um, so the Great Escape Festival, which is happening on the 11th to the 14th of May in Brighton, download are hosting a stage on the 12th and the 13th. Um, yeah, this is kind of a, a strange one. It's unusual. I'm not sure it's ever happened before. If it has, I can't remember it. Um but they basically they've announced some acts, um, so obviously to I suppose advertise for download, um, and the bands that have been announced are Tape Houston, Soft Cult, Banks Arcade, who are actually playing download, um, Defects, Scene Queen, Fixation, Crash Face, and Witch Fever. Um, if they are anything like Banks Arcade, there's going to be a that's going to be a decent little lineup. Um, and are these the headliners of the events, or, or are they? No, these the- these are the acts that are playing on the download stage. Whether any of them, are, I it doesn't really specify whether any of them are headlining that particular stage. These are just acts that are on the stage that download are, download are hosting. So is this is this another festival or what? Yeah, the Great Escape Festival. It's 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 a different it's a different festival. I've not I was only I was only interested in the download aspect of it, um, mm. and I've not really looked into the Great Escape Festival itself. Um, maybe we should. Maybe but, we should so there's an, basically there's another festival, which download are sponsoring a stage at. Yep, 
in one. There you go. That's okay. exactly it. Right, fine. Yeah. Uh, and the so it's this other festival. Um, it's on for three days, and tickets are ninety pounds, which doesn't seem too bad actually. No, again, I try. I'd, I'd like. I'd like us to try and advertise the the, the festivals that are very value for money, and a three day festival, um, ninety pounds, is very good. And it's called the Great Escape. It is oh, in Brighton. In Brighton, which um, you you. I, I guess that's still quite a way from you, isn't it? It's quite a distance from you, so I guess you are not going to that. No, Brighton for me. Um, if I hadn't moved. It would have been a case of getting on the M25 and then dropping down. But now, obviously, I'm 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 in Bicester, which uh, yeah, it's You're I'm about north, four, yeah, I'm, I'm 40 minutes from High Wycombe. So I mean, that's just that's just a bit of that's an extra length to the. Uh, <laughs> That literally made me laugh. Uh, and so, if you're interested in the Great Escape Festival, that's between the 11th and the 14th of May. Uh, tickets are going digital, unless you booked through Frontgate. Yeah, I only found this out today. Um, literally, I, I'd, I'd heard I'd heard bits and pieces on social media about um, tickets going digital. Didn't read too much into it, thinking. Someone's someone's heard a rumor and it's just spread like wildfire. But it turns out, um, download did confirm that if you've booked through Ticketmaster, your tickets will be di- your tickets now will now be digital. Um, but there is no, it, I suppose that's not an official statement. It's someone just it's, it's someone from downloads social media is replying to somebody else. Um, I did spot that a few people on the. Uh, download groups have been getting um refunds small refunds for postage but they didn't realize they were for postage and they were going has anybody else been getting refunds for two pound 90 or whatever it was um so now this makes sense doesn't it yeah so i mean if you if you have received a little bit of money back from Ticketmaster, one you lucky duck (laughs) buddy haven't and um two yeah fair play now now your ticket will be digital which is um in my opinion, the way forward stops us obviously printing off needless amounts of paper. Um, I still don't really understand why there are two booking agents. I mean, I know that Frontgate is owned by Ticketmaster or something, but I don't understand why why it's been split. I'm just as as confused Weird. as you. I, I don't get it either. Um, but I mean, there are. I, th- I think there are other agents that de- that deal with download tickets as well. I think oh, really? C ticket. I think C tickets do um, download tickets as well. Oh right. Did but I'm um, I'm not. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why Ticketmaster itself is obviously split into almost like a a sister company in Frontgate. Yeah, yeah. Download are now offering a payment plan. That starts from £33. So that's uh, just a small chunk of the way into the full price of a download ticket, which is something like 270 quid. Which is strange because we're only six weeks away from the festival. I know. How are they going to pan that out? Most people, (laughs) I I imagine the majority of people get paid monthly. Mm. So between now and the festival... Thirty-three pounds is a starting deposit. Where are they going to get the other like two hundred and fifty, two hundred forty quid? That, I mean, it can't be for this year. It can't be. That's madness. I've not looked into it because obviously I had no need to. Like I've I've got my ticket. I've had my ticket for two fucking years. Um, but and I saw that I saw the I I'd seen a tweet about it, and then they posted about it today on their other socials. 
yeah, it just really confused me. Mm. Um, well, I mean, it's a bit late now, but I'll, I'd click on that if I saw that. I don't know where that is, uh, just to find out what's what's going on there. But uh, I think you've you've got to essentially try and buy a ticket and then find out your option when you're about to pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so se- the second of May is the loyalty scheme results day. Um, so last time on FestPod, we were talking about the deadline for applying for your loyalty scheme uh, money, your free money that you could spend at the bar or in the merch tent. And uh, yeah, uh, have you ever heard of uh, anybody being turned down for this loyalty scheme or do we all get through? Yes. So there has been occasions where on the first go, because obviously they've got to sift through, so they'll have to sift through so many um, applicants yeah. um, that some people may either get missed or some might get outright rejected. Um, I'd hate to be that person. Um, I mean, I guess if they can't find your booking or something, if you've, yeah. if you've written it wrong in the, in the form. Yeah, you get one digit wrong in the order number, which I which can happen. Obviously, I guess. Yeah, that, um, but yeah, I mean, luckily if you are unsuccessful on the first time on the results day on the 2nd of May, your new deadline to apply will be the 15th of May. Um, so don't be too disheartened if they turn around and say, you're not going to get, you're not going to get it. You will get the opportunity to be able to reapply um, before the 15th of May. So don't be too disheartened if it says no. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're expecting 50 pounds and you get an email to say, Oh, sorry, no, you can't have that then you're going to panic a little bit, I suppose, aren't you? So, you know, you can reapply and you've got till the 15th of May. Um, So uh, we move on from download now a little bit to Bloodstock. Um, Now, there are... There's there's some bands that... uh, There's there's a lot of band changes, isn't there, on on different festivals? Yeah, I imagine, again, it's it's either down to travel restrictions, potentially COVID, uh, potentially other reasons. Um... Yeah, there could be 101 reasons to why some bands are pulling out and some bands um, are jumping into their place. Um, but for Bloodstock, um, Static X, who are due to headline the Sophie Lancaster stage, um, have had to pull out, which is a which is a shame because they were quite big in like the 90s and 2000s, the new metal scene. You were looking um, forward to seeing them, weren't you? I mean, if I was going, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I, was, I remember you mentioning them. That's all it was. I was quite no. I was I was quite enthusiastic about them because yeah. again, I, I'm obviously the the, the 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 genre of music that I loved when I was a teenager was new metal, and obviously them being quite big in the new metal scene back then um, would have been uh, would have been a highlight. So yeah. it is quite it is a bit of a shame that they've had to pull out um, along with um, Tala, which a band I've never heard of, um, but they are, they were also mentioned they've had to thought they were forced to cancel. Luckily, though, Dark Tranquility, um, a band I've heard a lot about. I've heard a couple of their songs, and they are very good. So mm. that's, that is a, that is a decent replacement. Yeah. And um, another band that we have already mentioned once today, and we will, this will not be the only time that we mention them. Defects have also jumped into the um, to a slot uh, at Bloodstock. Now, are these replacement bands? Are they British bands? 
why did you ask me that? Because I, I'm trying I to I'm remember. trying to look for trends. I'm trying to figure out all these bands that are pulling out or or whatever. Are they all American or are they all whatever? You know, um, I'm I'm just it just seems like a like a lot of bands, a lot of movements, and uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to yeah, find out why it, the, the the one. The one similarity to all, these, to all the pullouts seem to be American bands. Mm. Um, you wouldn't be wrong to assume um, the replacements will be British, um, but Dark Tranquility, as I've just found out, um, are Swedish. Are they? Okay. So, um, oh, you'll like I mean, them that, then. Yes, yes, definitely. I can see them I mean, being on what, your streets. I mean that that's 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 almost British. I mean they probably speak better British than most British people. <laughs> they speak better British than most. You know I can't argue with that. <laughs> yep. And do you know what? I didn't even do that on purpose. And when you said it back to me, I realised I sound like a bellend. So. <laughs> um, and then you've got defects as well who are jumping in and taking their spot. Um, so the Metal to the Masses finals is uh, still going on, I think, as we as we uh, record this. Um, and the... Uh, let's have a look here. The finals dates... Um, is it in Edinburgh? The finals dates, basically, they, it spans all over the UK. Um, and one, and one um, finals in Norway, in Oslo. Um, but it's starting in May the first, starting on May the first in Edinburgh, and there's finals all over the country. The last day is the July the tenth in Birmingham. Um, we did make a post about this. Um, let me just find it. And this is the battle of the bands, isn't it? Yeah. So metal for the mass, metal for the masses, is a huge battle for the bands, which happened. Which again, like I said, can you say battle of the bands? Why? What did I say first? Because every time you mention it, you go battle for the bands. And I always notice it, but I never mention it. <laughs> I just wanted to... I wondered whether you had trouble, difficulty saying it or something. Battle of the bands. <laughs> well, now you've made me really self-conscious. I never, I never really noticed it before. Go on, um, have a go. Battle of the bands. Battle of the bands, you can say it. It's just because he's... <laughs> I've, never, I've just never... I've never heard you say it like that before, that's all. That's <laughs> Nothing I never realised this is a um, battle for the bands. I, I thought battle I was always saying Well, the thing is, it's easier to say, isn't it? Battle for the bands. It's like... I honestly, th- but I you, honestly thought I was saying um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking battle, it, battle it, of the bands. Because it makes me think of like a film, a film title, Battle for the Bands. Like you go into fight for your favourite band or something like that. Battle I'd, for the fight, bands. I'd fight every day for Envisions. I, I know, know you this. would. I know you love them, don't you? Yeah, are they, are so, they, they're not. They're not. Are they? They're not a bloodstock, though, are they? No, they're not. Um, oh, I, I, I will. I will touch on them. Okay, that's no innuendo. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I will touch on them and right. their position and their positions in summer. <laughs> Honestly, I have a lot to say on this subject. So I bet you do. We, we will get onto that in a minute. And you, you, you kind of touched them, didn't you? But we'll get to that. I did. I, I, did you I actually did. touch them? Yes. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I love right. it. We're going to hear about well, this later. Yes, we will. We will. Right. So back to metal to the metal to the masses, um, battle of the bands. Yes, exactly. I got it there. Yeah. Um, so basically, the finals have all been the finals and their dates have all been announced and their venues um, starts on May the first in Edinburgh, 
Mm. Works away to Birmingham um, in July. Um, almost every, it almost looks like every Friday and Saturday through May, June, and July, um, there is a final happening somewhere near. It somewhere near you. It would be impossible not to be able to see um, one of these shows. And I urge anybody who wants to see some new bands to go to these finals. Um, and, and vote for your favourite band to be able to see them at Bloodstock. Oh, absolutely. Um, one band in particular to look out for is uh, the Dead Retinas, um, who I have uh, interviewed previously in a previous incarnation. Uh, look, a great bunch of lads from Manchester. And I know that they've been uh, partaking in uh, metal to the masses, and they were they were performing quite recently. In fact, I think it was last night. Um, and it looked like it went down a storm. So if you are going to metal uh, to the masses, I hope you have a great time. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll see some great bands. It, it does look like a, a great night out, actually, even if these bands are not huge. Um, it, you know, it looks like the people are having a, a, a right old night. A right old night. Right old night. night. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, things I, I love, I mean... Because of the last two shows that I've seen, obviously being in visions in really small venues, yeah, I'm really starting to enjoy the small venue feel. Um, one, it's value for money. You're going to enjoy yourself regardless, and it's just that it's just that, that that intimacy where you're so close to the band, and it's not going to have the effects um, that, like for example, Enter Shikari does in Alexandra Palace. You're spot um, on. You know, when you go to those smaller gigs. And you're that close to the band. There's, it's just a di- different atmosphere, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'd recommend it to anybody. Um, I was actually, I'm slightly, slightly annoyed. Actually, there's a band who I've been listening to lately, The Five Hundred. They've just been announced for um, playing the Phoenix in High Wycombe. It's a, it's a little dive of a bar, <laughs> right? But it was on my doorstep when I was living there. Yeah. I'm really irritated that I've moved up to Bista where there's no fucking metal. There doesn't seem to be any metal scene oh, no. or any, 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 any live bars or anything like that. Really? So it, it, I, maybe I'm being a bit harsh. I've not given the full try to obviously try and look for these places. Obviously I've done the odd, the odd Google search, yeah. but can't find anything at the minute. Oh, no. um, but yeah, to, to see that the 500 are playing the Phoenix and high Wickham in May, I believe. Um, yeah, I was a little, it was a little bit like a kick in the teeth. I've moved away from that hole, and but, that hole has some good bands in it. <laughs> and we all love a good hole. Um, but you, but you go into London. You go further than that, than that, don't you, to see bands? So, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna argue it's easier to get to London than Wickham, but it's not. Wickham is on the way. Oh, is it? It's on the train line. It's on that exact train line to get into London. So if I really wanted to see the 500, I could. Okay. Um, what I was getting at was, if I was still living in Wickham, there would be a 100% chance of me going and seeing them. Yeah, much easier for you, yeah. Yeah. But obviously now being, I think it's almost like half an hour, 40 minutes away, on even on the train, it's, it's still a bit of a, a pain really, in the ass. Oh, not really worth it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh well, I mean, at least you've got the option if you if you feel like one night you can be bothered. You know, if there's a band that you really do want to see, and you want to make the effort for, because that's the thing, isn't it? Can you be? Can you? Do you want to make the effort for them? Because if if you do, then you'll 
then you will, won't you? And if you don't want to make the effort, you won't, sort of thing. It's, um, it's not. It's not even that. It's. I think what I think what I was trying to say was that the fact it was on my doorstep. Yeah. And mm. the fact that 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 place hasn't ever hasn't had in recent years, obviously pandemic aside, hasn't had in recent years any large scale bands or or bigger bands that are going to be huge. Yeah. In that venue, I think the last band I recall that were there were Evil Scarecrow, and they took off. Uh, they 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 they. they they're quite a big band now. You'll see, you will see them at festivals over the summer. Wow! Um, and I was quite shocked to see them there. Even, even the wife was like, "Fuck me, Evil Scarecrow." Then they play Bloodstock. It's like, yeah, uh-huh. why are they coming to Wickham? How weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It's nice to to see bands doing well like that, isn't it? That you've seen in a small venue and, or you know, a, a smaller place, and they've they've mm, gone on to big things. Absolutely, it's nice to be part of that because I guess you're part of their journey, aren't you? Exactly, and I mean this is this is why, with the likes of Envisions, I have incredibly high hopes because I'm absolutely so. so I'm, I'm actually going to go into it now. I was going to save this for my, for in about two three minutes, but right, Envisions have been announced that they are supporting. There we go. There it is. Envisions have been announced that they're supporting Spirit Box on their European tour. Hmm. They are also supporting Ice Nine Kills, who are also playing Download. Not only that, they also have Tiger Club, um, or Tiger Cub, sorry, as as support for Spirit Box on their tour. Wow. I'm not being fucking funny. Envisions will be a Download. They have to be. What is the point of having those three other acts playing Download and not having Envisions as part of that support to be actually on the main lineup? Is there room for them? On the lineup, I think so. I mean, uh, there are a couple of. It's looking pretty full there by now, isn't it? It is looking fairly full, but there are a couple of. So the main stage traditionally has eight bands every day, um, and there is only seven acts on the Friday and the Friday oh, and the sa- and the yeah. Sunday. Um, are they again, a main stage band? Do you think? I don't want to sound biased, but yes, no, um, no. I, I would say there's again there's a couple of slots free on, I think the second stage and the third stage, and they would go down and I think they'd go down an absolute treat. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't meant to be an innuendo either, but I just heard it. I just it's because I know how much you love them. That's all, and and. It, <laughs> This is why I don't want to sound too biased because I mean, like, for for me, they would they would be on the main stage without a doubt. Um, it's just too coincidental, and I've spoken to them, and they've been really vague with their with with their responses. Yeah. Um, well, we'll uh, have to see, won't we? I mean, there's, who knows at this stage? We don't know what's going to happen. It would just be. It would just be. I think it would just be strange for them not to be a download because obviously because there's the support in Spirit Box again on the lineup. Yeah. And the other support is Ice Nine Kills and Tiger Cup. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, in, they're up in the mix, aren't they? Exactly. And if there is a spare slot available, Envision should slide in, in my opinion. <laughs> See, if you're a fan of innuendos. Uh, this is the show for you. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, can we move on to 2000 Trees? We can, of course we can. So 2000 Trees, this may be old news to some people because obviously we haven't, we haven't been, 
we haven't done a podcast in about a month or so. So there's maybe odd news. And I hope I hope it's still of interest. But they have added some more bands to their lineup as well, including Yumi at Six, Boston Manor, Nova Twins, Twin Atlantic, just to name a few, because there was quite there was quite a few of them. Um, but those four bands alone are absolutely massive. Mm, yeah, and it, it just shows how big Two Thousand Trees is becoming. And I, I, it, there's one of those festivals that we say it, we say it every time we, we record Neil. There's one of those festivals that we both want to go to. Yeah, it's getting bigger. It is getting bigger. Uh, also, also another Two Thousand Trees. If you've got bar experience, why not actually apply? to work their bars. Um, this is along with uh, Arctangen as well. Arctangen are asking for the same thing. Um, basically, in exchange for a free weekend camping ticket, early access and free parking, all you've got to do is work one eight-hour shift behind the bar. I think that's worth it. I do. I actually... actually I applied for that. This year? Um, and then, oh, what year was it? I think it was 2018 I applied for that. And they called me back and said, yeah, would you would you want to come along? And I was so enthusiastic. Like, yes, I would. I can't because I'm going to Bloodstock. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. But, but, oh. but that, it, was, it, it was amazing, like, to, 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 to one, to be asked. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's, that's such an amazing offer. One eight-hour shift and you get a free weekend ticket. Early access yeah. mm. and free parking. It's good, that, isn't it? Yeah. That's if you've a... got bar experience and want to go to those festivals, Arctangen and 2000 Trees, apply. It, it, you'd, be, you'd be mad not to. Yeah. I mean, with, with uh, big names performing for the sake of one eight-hour shift and you get to see them for free, I mean, wow. That's, I, I guess you get paid for the eight-hour shift or is that your, is that your payment? The ticket? You, I, I believe your payment is your, your, your weekend ticket. Ah, um, right. It, it'd be the same if you, if you, it would be the same if you did it at download as well. You would volunteer your time in exchange for a free ticket, um, but the volunteer scheme with download is a little bit different. You've, you've got to do a couple of a few shifts, uh, Why this one in comparison is just one eight-hour shift. Mm. It's worth thinking about, isn't it? If 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 you're into uh, those bands or any of the acts that are on at Arc Tangent or Two Thousand Trees, um, Burn It Down Festival has had uh, some more bands added, hasn't it? Yep. So the the, the Torquay Festival um, at the beginning of September uh, have added Trash Boat, Tiger Cub, Vukovi, Our Hollow, Our Home, and a personal favourite of mine, Pupil Slicer. It's a great um, name. I fucking we love a metal name on this podcast. <laughs> we really do. Um, but to be honest, the entire lineup is looking incredible. Yeah. Um, again, for a two-day festival, uh, for the price that I, I'm not, I, it's a fairly cheap price as well. You're 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 getting some decent bands in there. Modern yeah. Era, who are playing Download this year, uh, the City Is Ours, which played the Body Takeover in 2019, uh, who I missed unfortunately, because I was stupid enough to get very, 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 very drunk. You did, didn't you? Mm. Um, <laughs> Lake Malice, who who I've seen very recently as well, um, are playing Burn It Down, and I'd recommend, I'd honestly recommend them. They, they were fucking brilliant. Mm. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Yeah, um, 
We get into uh, almost full lineups on a lot of festivals now, aren't we? Because we're coming up to festival season and uh, a lot of uh, confirmations are being made, announcements are being made. And it's an exciting time, actually, if you're a, a regular festival goer, not even just to download, but to all these other smaller festivals. You're spoilt for choice, really. Alrighty, so uh, Amplified Festival. I'm not sure if I've heard of Amplified Festival. So Amplified Festival started off as an an indoor um, two, three-day festival, which again was all about um, the up-and-coming bands, the unsigned bands that um, the likes of Envision um, would have and I think have played over the years. Mm. Um, there was a bit of a struggle with Amplified Festivals just before the pandemic and they were looking like they were going to have to call it a day. Yeah, a lot of them were, um, yeah, again, there was there was a few events. Um, not only had to call it a day for that year, but had to call it a day com- com- completely. Yeah. Um, but Amplified Festival have come back in a different direction. Um, they are doing three different nights um, of, again, fest- of like a festival-type night uh, with about, I believe, seven or eight bands during a day. Um, and the headliners for the Manchester leg of their festival um, have just have just been announced in St. Agnes. We saw St. Agnes at the pilot. We did. If you remember. Yeah. And they were fucking brilliant. So that to me is a brilliant booking. And that's going to be at Rebellion in Manchester. Oh yes. Rebellion. Um, Yes. Yes. I thought you'd know that. (laughs) I've never actually been in, but I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Advanced tickets are only £23.50. And it is, oh, do you know what? It'd be best if I knew what the date was as well. That's the 31st of July. Okay. Um, yep, so St. Agnes are headlining. And also Vexed will be supporting them. Vexed um, are an incredible metalcore band, um, which I would recommend anybody to go and see. Wow. They've also got on that leg of the tour Colosseums, yep. who I have also seen recently. Um, have you? Brilliant. Yeah, they 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 supported Envisions. Did they? Right. They were they were really good. Late Malice as well. They were really 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 good. Wow. Um, who else have we also got on this like Defects? Third oh, time yes. mentioning third time mentioning them on this podcast alone. Um, are part of the um, the Manchester lineup for Amplified. Also, well, there is Seething Akira, who are playing the Body Takeover at Download. Wow, that's do you know what? That's going to be a great festival, isn't it? Amplified. It is. It's one. It's one. As it says in the title, there, it's one festival, two cities over three days. Uh, the other, the other two, the other two days will be in uh, Camden, in the assembly, uh, the assembly rooms, and uh, Underworld. And the uh, Camden Assembly Room have just announced their headliner as well in a band I mentioned earlier, uh, the Five Hundred. Yes. So yeah. 100% recommend checking that out as well. Uh, which date is that on? Oh, God, see, I should have been more prepared. <laughs> is it a bigger festival in Camden or in Manchester? Well, the um, the festival in Camden is over two days. Yeah. Um, so I honestly couldn't tell you. I'm not even. I'm not sure of the venue size of Rebellion in comparison to uh, Underworld and Assembly Rooms. No, don't know. Um, so the assembly the camden assembly leg of the tour you've got um oh excuse me 500 are not headlining i i thought i saw an announcement saying they were excuse me okay exim 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 are headlining 
and the 500 will be their special guests so they'll be opening up for them um again recommend checking that out if you're in uh if you're in camden on friday the 29th of july absolutely yeah i mean um, it does sound like a good one it's not it's not it's not really um, appeared on my radar before but um that what from what you've said it sounds interesting that well i mean uh, the, 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 this festival itself used to, it used to be almost like a two three day festival in one place like an indoor festival yeah. um almost like a radar fest ah um, so no camping or anything like that no but yeah it's um advanced tickets are a tenner that's really good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've not been to the assembly, um, but I imagine if it's anything like Underworld and uh, the Black Heart, uh, the, the venues aren't going to be huge. Yeah. But I mean, a tenner. You can't go That's wrong, it. really, can you? No, absolutely. This is this is what I'm saying about the smaller venues. They are the 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 intimacy of them and the the, the and the and the bands that are going to be playing are just insane. And then you're home every night. You've got your own bed, proper food, proper shower. That's a festival for 10 quid. That's great. That's really good. So I've just come across the the underworld leg of the the festival. They have announced Espirit d'Air as their headliner. Never heard of them, but that's not always a a bad thing. Um, I don't know every metal band in the world. Um, (laughs) Tigris are a special guest. Um... You, you said that the underworld leg. What do you mean by that? The underworld is the is another venue in Camden. Oh, I'm with you. So there's a few venues in, in Camden. So Camden Assembly is one ven- venue. You've got. Uh, sorry, I, I sorry. I, I say I talk about Camden as if I as if you've <laughs> obviously been like a million times. Right, sorry, okay. excuse me. No, Camden is. It's that's that's basically metal central right. to me okay. in London. Yeah. You've got the underworld, the assemblies. You've got the Black Heart. There are so many venues around Camden itself that it, that basically, yeah, that's that's pretty much metal land right. in London. Okay. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Tigress are special guests to Espirit d'Air. Um, Tigress, I'm hundred percent certain, have played Download. Okay. So, fairly big band. Would you say? I mean, yes. well, yeah. If they've been at download, they're doing all right. <laughs> um, another band that are on that lineup that um, I believe follow me and I follow them, uh, Raptors. Um, give them a, give them a, um, a look in because they are very very good. Cool, nice. So, yeah, so, lots of uh, lots of options there. Lots of bands that you can see in different places. Uh, now, uh, we speaking of bands in different places, we have been to some gigs, haven't we? We have been out and about around the country going to see our favourite bands. Um, Lee has been going to see Envisions, and I have been going to see Royal Blood, which I did mention once or twice uh, in uh, (laughs) a couple of podcasts ago that I went to go and see Royal Blood in Birmingham and in Manchester and in London at the O2. Um, Very different gigs, actually, each one. Uh, for me, at least, uh, but the, you know the actual band performing the same <laughs> list. Of, in fact, I think they varied um, uh, the uh, the list of tracks that they played. Not massively, but um, it's, you're always interested to know why why bands do that. Um, you know, in different venues play different tracks, but um, 
really great. Really enjoyed myself. Uh, I've never been to a gig in Birmingham before, but oh my God, the home of heavy metal did not disappoint. They were absolutely going mad and I was right at the front with them all um and fell over quite a few times and had to be pulled up um but yeah absolutely crazy were you moshing I was at the front yes I was at the front with with everybody yes oh I'm so proud of you well done (laughs) I expect to see this at download now you realize that right (laughs) well I won't be crowd surfing because they won't be able to lift me will they I Uh, guarantee (laughs) they will I've seen people bigger than you Neil being crowd surfed honestly you'll be fine um so yeah and it's always exciting to see your favorite band that close up um even if i spent most of it um <laughs> on the floor um but then uh, i went down to um london to see them to the o2 and again never been to the o2 before and it's quite um intimidating as a place actually because it is it's a huge venue it's not just an arena uh, you, but surrounding it is a lot of restaurants and other venues and bits and bobs going on and so it's a little bit confusing <laughs> um, but um yeah huge it's it, it is massive and uh, they i actually stood at the back for that one i think i thought i'd give myself a little bit of a rest and stand at the back and uh, had a little bit of a chat with one or two people about download actually because i was wearing obviously i was wearing some download merch and people wanted to talk to me about download which was quite nice um but yeah a great gig and it it does it makes a difference to see a gig from from the back as opposed to the front i actually got to appreciate some of the stage um from the back um in fact i wasn't at the back i was by the mixer um, so still had a great view and uh, the, a fantastic light show, actually. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's very heavy uh, bass, uh, rhythm sort of driven rock, um, which the crowd absolutely lapped up. And the lights really add something. You know the way you talk about um, Enter Shikari and their light show? I, I, I agree with you. It does make such a difference to have a, a, a massive light show uh, it really adds something to the to the whole experience. Uh, I really, really loved it. And the atmosphere was, I mean, in a big place like that, which actually was sold out, uh, was intense. It was incredible. I bought myself a little bit of merch. As you know, I like a little bit of merch. I got we myself love a bit of merch. I we do, yeah. I, I could, yeah, podcast. I got a, a T-shirt with um, uh, the uh, um, all the dates on the back, and I got myself a, a little sort of. It's like a sweatband for your wrist with royal blood written on it. That would be called a wristband. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and it's uh, it was a great gig. So um, unfortunately, after that, Mike Kerr, the lead singer. Uh, tested positive for covid um this was about a month ago uh, so uh the next gig which was to be in manchester was delayed not by long though i was quite disappointed when i heard it had been delayed but it was only by a week or so uh which is fine you know and the, the place was still um uh, you know it was still filled out by the time we got to manchester um i actually tested positive for covid as well which is a funny thing uh back you at the same time well, yeah hang on did you did you get did you test positive after the gig yeah or? i did yeah i did oh, <laughs> i reckon it was well i mean it was in london uh, whether it was at the gig or not that i contracted it let's be honest it probably was um and then um 
you know, obviously uh, it cleared up within a few days. So off to Manchester we go, which is convenient for me because that's where I live. And it's all, there's always something nice about seeing your favourite band in your hometown. Uh, there's just something special about it. And uh, I, I actually, I was right up the front um, for that uh, and had a great time. Managed to get some great photographs. Um, I was actually looking for, to get some photos to, to, to blow up and put on my wall uh, in frames. Um, and I got a great a great collection of photos to do that. And it, there's, they do a track called Honey Brains, which is the their latest one. It's not on any albums yet. It's just been released as a single. And uh, Mike Kerr, the guitarist, manages to blow us all away with his low bass note. I mean, I don't know if, if you've ever been... Um, right next to a, a bank of speakers with the lowest bass notes that you can imagine. And it just, it, it, everybody, the entire crowd went, whoa, as the, as the feeling of, um, of, of, of sound waves drifted over us with a, such an intensity that um, I don't think I've ever experienced before. It was incredible. And they did that in every show. And the reaction was exactly the same to the point that I was expecting it after um, seeing it for the first time. And it was incredible. Um, so uh, as you can tell by my reaction and the way I'm talking about it, I absolutely loved it. Uh, and uh, if you're you know, even slightly interested in Royal Blood, go and see them. I've seen them seven times now and they, uh, they're great every time. <laughs> uh, but you went to see Envisions, didn't you? I did. Um it was absolutely incredible. Um, I was first off actually come, as I came out of the train station. Um, so obviously this this is it's not relevant to the gig, but I, I found it. I found two different interactions for two different sets of people quite interesting. My first interaction was with a Christian group who was sat stood outside the train station giving out free hugs. I asked them what they were doing. So we're just giving out free hugs. It's like, so sorry, what's on the t-shirts? What, what's the organization? It's just, it's the, um, the union, the, the church union, uh, university. I was like, oh, cool. So I gave them, so I gave a couple of them a hug. Um, and obviously no, no Christians said happy Easter, lovely interaction. I then get around the corner to the gig. I'm wearing a mask. I've just come off the tube wearing a mask. Don't need to wear a mask. COVID's not real. And I thought, oh, God, leave me be. <laughs> totally ignored them and just went to the venue. Yeah. Um, but it was it was just so weird to have those two sort of interactions. One was <laughs> quite a friendly, lovely interaction and just some donut who got offended by my mask. London's a weird place, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. Um, so the gig itself. Um, so once I got up, once, you've got to go upstairs to the, um, to, the, to the main gig room hall place in the Black Heart. Um, to which, to my right, was the merch stand. And to my delight, I saw none other than Ben and Lucas from the band wow. selling their own merchandise. Oh, my God. And I even said to them, boys, what's going on? Why are you selling your own merch? And they loved it. They laughed. It was it was a nice little interaction. Uh, what can I get you, pal? Uh, so have you got any long sleeves? Lee loves a long sleeve tee. They had one. It was one of their brand new ones that I was really keen to get. Um, so yeah, it didn't have it didn't have any of the the dates on the back like you would usually get at a gig. But still, to have that little interaction with the with with them was fantastic. Um, I mean, yeah, if you literally bought merch from the band, that has got to be a bit more special, anyway, hasn't it? Big time. Um, I've mentioned it on the podcast before when I saw Foxjaw 
um, last year in, in Walthamstow in London where I went to buy some merchandise and didn't realise until the band came on that the lead guitarist from Foxtrot actually sold me the T-shirt. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, wow, I've actually picked this off of the guitarist. That's so cool. Yeah. But with, but with this interaction with Envisions, I actually got to speak to them and I actually uh, I knew who was selling me the merch. It was really, really cool. Um, the first band that came on was uh, Coliseums. And as I mentioned, I mentioned earlier that they were fucking fantastic. They, they came out to Usher. Yeah, by Usher, which sounds strange for a metalcore band, but it really, really worked. They stuck their own metalcore sort of drums and guitar sort of behind it, and it really worked. It got the crowd really excited and really amped up for the rest of their show. It, um, and that's when I met another member of the band. I ended up meeting Al, who stood right next to me um, whilst we were watching Coliseums. And I, I had to I say, sorry, mate, sorry to be a dick. Can I get a picture? Yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, no problem, no problem. I was like, oh, God, I'm such a loser. <laughs> um, but he obliged. It was it was fantastic. It was a really, again, another really good interaction with one of the band members. Um, the Coliseums themselves, they got the, ba- they got the crowd going from the off. Uh, they were awesome. Check them out if you haven't heard of them before. Um, the next band that was supporting was Lake Malice who are on the lineup for Burn It Down Festival. Um, again, from the minute go, I think a few more people in the crowd knew who they were, but from the minute go, um, they were insane and the crowd were absolutely loving them from from, from the first minute. Another band I, I recommend really, 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 really check them out. Between those bands, actually, I wandered off to the loo. I've had a couple of pints, you need to pee. Walked into the loo, and out of nowhere, this girl has shrieked at me, you're going into the wrong loo. And I was under the impression it was unisex toilets. Oh, uh, yeah. um, and I was like, I was like, I was like, I, I'm about to pull me, pull my, <laughs> pull my thing out and start peeing. And I'm like, what? It's just, ah, I've only taken the piss. So this is right now. They are the unisex. So, okay. Yeah. Oh God, thought, that's not funny, is it? <laughs> I don't like that. I shit myself because I mean, no, I don't. I don't want to be in a place that's going to make somebody else uncomfortable. If all no. I'm trying to do is take a wee, and like pull to get that your dick out. <laughs> exactly. She literally was pulling my chain, and it's the and it's the it's the best pun to use, seeing as I was in the toilet. Yeah. Um, then after after Lake Malice, um, the lads from Envisions have gone straight onto stage, so she's put that start setting their stuff up, and I made myself look like a bit of a dick. Now, Lucas was the only one I hadn't had a picture with. I got a picture with Josh, got a picture with Ben and with Al. Lucas was the only person I didn't have a picture with. And he was walking through the crowd to go to the loo. And as he came back out, I said, can I get a picture as he's about to go on fucking stage? And he said, no, mate, I'm about to go on stage. I'm like, no, sorry. Yep, you go, you go, you go. And I was like, twiddling my thumbs thinking, what a bellend. I'm See, sorry. Lee getting bad. confident at this point, but asking for for. for- and this with is the this is why I don't do it. Okay, look, you get really confident about these things, and all of a sudden you get shut down. So it's just like, don't bother. Um, but when Envisions came on, my God, it was it was incredible. They started off with six nine nine, which is the first track from their brand new album. And the opening lyrics are, "You must have lost your fucking mind," and the whole place just erupted. Um, I mean, I didn't have any intention to mosh because uh, I, I felt at first, I'm getting too old for this crap. I can't be doing all the time. Fuck that. I was right in there and it was so much fun. 
after the first couple of songs, I found myself in the front row next to the stage. <laughs> There's no barrier between the stage and the floor. Wow. The venue's too small for it. And I'm literally within licking distance. And I mean that seriously. Wow. I was within licking distance of Ben, who's the lead vocalist. And actually, at one point during the gig, he's grabbed hold of me to sing down the microphone, and I've shit myself because I don't know the lyrics. I just oh, thought no. I, was, I, I <laughs> it <worst>. got <laughs> luckily, luckily, it got to the part of the song where I did, I did recognise it, and I just started screaming on the microphone. But there's a lad, there was a lad next to me who was literally, he was singing everything. Uh, this guy was insane. He literally, he was, he was screaming and in tune, mind you, screaming everything. And he was literally hugging Ben, screaming down the phone, microphone to, with him. And ah, it was an amazing thing to see. Um, the track list was fantastic. Um, Gold Blooded, which is not on any of their albums. It came out as like a bit of an EP um, during the pandemic. Uh, again, 699 they opened up with. Uh, Annihilist, Deadlock, Dope, all from the new album were awesome. They played Parasite at the end, which I did know, which again, if he'd have passed the microphone then, I could have sung that one. Um, Do you know, it does, it, I don't know how I feel about this, right, with lyrics and things. I, I guess that there are two kinds of people, people who know lyrics and people who know tunes, maybe. Because I was surrounded by people singing all the lyrics to all the tunes, but I was just getting into the tunes. I, I you know, I, I don't know the lyrics. I don't, me- I don't look through the, the CD booklet and memorise it all. But I, I, no, I'm 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 with you. I, I agree. Um, there are once you've heard a song enough times, you you I I, I get quite familiar with it. But it, it would have to take me a while to be yeah. listening to the song. It's why when they played "Parasite" at the end, I knew some of those lyrics, and I was happy to if he had offered me the microphone, I'd have sung with him. But it went one step further. I turned my back for one second, and there's three people from the crowd on the stage. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then out of nowhere, Geezer grabs me by the scruff of the neck and pulls me onto the stage. And by the end of the gig, there was about 15 to 20 people on stage with the band, me included. And again, it was incredible. I'm, I'm, stood, next to, I'm stood next to these lads, yeah, who I've just spoken to and bought merchandise off of. But I absolutely love their music. And I'm, I'm, I'm essentially headbanging with the band on stage. And that's what those small intimate gigs are all about. You get so close that you can interact with the band and have an amazing time. It, it was fantastic. It was probably the best gig I've been to in a long, long time. Wow. It sounds incredible. It really sounds intense. Intense is a good word because, <laughs> of, the, because of obviously the veracity of his, his vocals towards his music. It, that is, it is intense. And when they did the the ending, really deep vo- deep growling vocals of dope, ah, oh, it was just to be able to see you because because there are some bands, even some metal bands, Fozzy, who um, lip sync their music. But when you're when I was there at Envisions, you could see and you could feel almost the breath coming off of him that he mm-hmm. was doing these vocals, and this is an incredibly low, aggressive, growling vocal, which is really difficult. People seem to think, have this notion that screaming down a microphone is an easy thing to do. It is difficult to do it properly and to be able to see it and to feel it was insane. Wow. Did you uh, meet the drummer again? I did. I got a picture with him and Ben by the merch there. Oh, Josh. (laughs) 
So the, the pictures that you, the pictures that you can see on their um, on their socials when the when they when they have got people on the um, on the stage, I'm at the back of everybody because I'm closest to Josh. Why wouldn't I be? <laughs> Within licking distance. It, honestly, Ben was that Ben was that close to the front of obviously where everyone was. You could have licked him. <laughs> I didn't. But did I, you I consider can, it? I controlled myself and I had not... No, no, no. I didn't consider it because I'm not that way inclined to be licking random sweaty men. No, but he's not a random sweaty man. You know who he is. I will rephrase then. I'm not inclined to lick sweaty men. Okay. But if he... <laughs> In public. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I just want to give a shout out to the Amazons who were supporting Royal Blood at each of those gigs that I went to. They have gained a fan. I thought they were absolutely awesome. great. Yeah, really, really good. Um, great bunch of lads. And uh, you've probably, I'm sure you've heard them. I'm sure you, you, you're, you're aware of them. Even if you can't name any of their tracks, I'm sure you will have heard. Yeah, I recognise I recognize the names. You know what? I actually, I assumed that the Amazons, I thought that'd be like a, a female band. Like, you know, like... Wonder Woman, the Amazons. The, 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 oh, right. But, but just, that might have just been me. Obviously, you said they're a great bunch of lads, yeah. and I just thought, Amazons? Hmm, no. No. Um, four blokes. Um, so, yeah, we had a great time. We, by the way, would love to hear if you've been, any, been to any gigs, your experience and what it's like to go and see your favourite band um, wherever you've been to see them. Because there's... Even if you don't know the artist, it's it's really... I find it... I'm so interested to, to hear the experience of going to gigs, especially if you haven't been able to get to a gig for such a long time. Um, it, it's, I just find it really fascinating. I love the experience, and I think it's an, an experience um, that is valuable to share. So we would love to hear from you if you... Uh, have anything to say on that subject uh, so uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us you can um, all of our socials are, you can just find us by t- uh, typing for Festpod and um, we come up even if it's you know I think Instagram it's actually fest.pod on there uh, we are now on YouTube as well so um, get looking for us festpod.co.uk is the website so if you'd like to re- listen to the, any of the other episodes, of which there are several, uh, you can do. So next, we are going to get some advice about going to download in the guide. In this section, we're going to try and answer your questions about what it's like to go to Download Festival, things that we recommend, and things to avoid. This time around... Camping equipment. Not all of us are experienced campers, and the only time we'll go near a tent is at download. But even if you are familiar with tents, a handy list of essentials is definitely a help. Um, I mean, <laughs> even, even us regulars with tents do forget things and uh, it's rather embarrassing when you get there and you find, you know, where's my mallet? I can't put my tent pegs in. And you have to go and borrow one from some one of your neighbours or something like that. Um, so <laughs> what do we need to take with us? 
Well, I mean, for, for a whole week away, there's, there's a, there is a big old list of um, things you, you should take. My number one thing, firstly, would be um, a wagon of some type or a trolley uh, to be able to cart all your stuff from your car to the campsite. It makes life a hell of a lot easier. Yes, take a take a. You need a backpack as well, but to carry all your um, your non-essential camping equipment, your booze, etc., etc., take a wagon. It will make life a little bit easier. Um, luckily, with obviously with the slight changes that um, going from car to camp isn't as far as it has been in the past. I'd still recommend getting a wagon. It will make things a hell of a lot easier. Some um, people actually make their own wagon, don't they, to pull their equipment on? Or some people turn up with like uh, one of those things that you you might see in the back of a van, a delivery van, um, to <laughs> to move things around with. People are quite inventive with it, aren't they? The best thing I've seen, actually. You know, you're all uh, you, you you you're great. I say, well, so we got we have um, grey bins down here in the south, where, or where in my area, the the the, the, uh, the bin men come and collect every week. Yeah. Someone has actually emptied theirs out, washed it out, and put all the camping gear in that <laughs> and used that to drag your stuff um, into the campsite. I thought that was ingenious. But I mean, yeah, I guess you would have had to... I mean, that's you can't fit a bin in your car, can you? I don't think he came in a car. I think he came in like a big old like pickup sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because, yeah, that, that's, a heft, that's a hefty old thing to be putting in the back of your car. I mean, they, I don't fancy pulling that through the mud, though, do you? Uh, this person struggle uh, did not struggle. It was easy, but I mean, yeah. I so that's another thing with a wagon. Like you got you got to be careful, obviously, weather wise. If we are going to be transferred through mud, it can get stuck. And obviously, <laughs> when it starts getting stuck and the wheels stop moving, that's when it starts to break. Yeah, so you see, some people turn up with like it's practically a tractor um, as as a little pulley wagon with massive chunky wheels on it, big massive tires. And it's full to the brim. You have to get quite inventive with how you pack your wagon, I think. Yeah, I mean, the the, the trolleys that we've both got, we bought from Costco, didn't we? Um, and that does the job well enough. But yeah, I've always taken some like um, some bungee bungee cables, bungee yes. ropes, to, to just to make sure everything stays in place. Um, Essential. Yeah, be be careful with the way you pack it as well. Um, heavy stuff at the bottom and give yourself a low center of gravity so it doesn't topple over. I have seen people pile those things high, take a curb wrong, and it goes falling everywhere. So, yeah. <laughs> some people, you know what I've seen, which I think is a really good tip, is the, some people take um, a roll of, um, it's like clear... What do they call it? Like oh, sandwich the shrink tape. wrap. It's, yeah, and they, yeah, they, they wrap yeah. it. The wrap, once it's packed, you know, we get it all out of the car, you pack your wagon, then they wrap it all uh, so that if, if it does fall over, it's not going, it's not going anywhere. I've worked, I've worked in places before where um, we used to pack stuff with it and I've actually got a massive roll of it in my car. No, sorry, in my shed. But being an R.I.P., I won't need it this year. No, not at all. No, exactly. You park up and uh, you can literally just unpack and that's it. You don't even have to take everything out. Nope. Um, now, a tent is probably quite good camping equipment. Um, now, there are, there are different, obviously, different, different kinds of tents. And, uh, you know, some people like a small tent, which I'm always fascinated by. <laughs> How have you got enough room in there for a week with a single backpack and a, a, a tent for one? 
I, I just I'm fascinated by these people. How do you how do you live? Um, but um, some people go the the opposite extreme. And <laughs> so, so I know, I know why you're laughing. So, so the pilot, if anybody's seen the YouTube videos or any or Neil's Neil's YouTube videos or anyone has obviously listened to the podcast in in the past, um, so when we turned up at the pilot, I had a four man tent for myself. Um, call me selfish. I don't care. It was it would have been would have been um, comfortable. But no, I didn't have any room to be able to pitch the tent, so I had to go and buy myself a two-man pop-up, which was crap. There's no fucking way that was a two-man tent, I tell you now. I don't know why they put two-man on a such a small tent. What, how big is this man? How big are these two I'm men? I'm being funny. I'm, I'm five foot 11, but, but probably t- uh, just, just about touching six foot, um, and my feet were hanging out. Yeah, I had to. I had to use the the tarp that we bought. That I bought. I had to use that over the top of my tent so my feet stayed dry overnight. Uh, that that tent was tiny, and to be advertised as a two man tent by whom whatever company made that tent is scandalous. It's shocking, um, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. Even a I mean, a four man tent. Really, that's a one man tent, isn't it? I think so. I mean, for the way that I'm going to be pitching pitching my tent, I've got myself a, a single air bed. And then enough stuff in the actual sort of sleeping area as a sort of space for all my stuff. Yeah, and then it's, got, it. then it's got its own lot sort of like living area for obviously if you if it is pissing with rain, we've got ourselves a little area where we can stay inside and stay dry. Um, but yeah, I know I the pop up tents. Um, if you want to, fine. Do you know, I, I do not recommend it at all. Oh my god. Uh, my experience with pop-up tents has been uh, awful. I, I, they've leaked. I mean, admittedly, these are cheap ones. Uh, they've they've been tiny. Um, they've either been boiling hot or freezing cold. <laughs> yeah, no. There's unfortunately there's no thermostat in any in any tent ever to be able to control the temperature. Unfortunately, but oh the a, a two layer tent. Um, so two skin tent is definitely the way to go because at least then you've got an extra layer that can try and protect you from elements. Um, so that's tip number one. Whatever tent you want to buy, make sure it is double skinned because you, you, it will save you um, from any sort of rain, I suppose. Uh, on that note of rain, you'll probably find when looking at any sort of tent description, um, say, for example, 2000 HH, HH stands for your hydrostatic head, oh. which ba- which basically means how waterproof the tent is. The higher the number, the more waterproof it's going to be. Basically, 2,000 HH, I believe, is 2,000 millimetres of rainfall um, that will not get into the tent. Anything above that, you, you're going to push it and it's going to, and things, it's going to start leaking. 2,000 so millimetres? Millimetres, millimetres, so height. Oh, yeah, it doesn't sound right to me either, but it is it's it's the way it's millimeters. So if you were to if you were to basically put a uh I don't know, a fucking measuring container out and it's actually no, do you know what? I'm probably talking bollocks here. Well I do I don't really understand that. If it if if it's if it's <laughs> two thousand what's what's two it's two hundred centimeters, which is what, two meters? Yeah. Hold on just a second. Hydrostatic heads. You know, it's <laughs> fucking brilliant having the bloody internet. Oh, the bloody internet is such a help. 
It's such a help for us all. I was right. Millimetres. Okay, hydrostatic head is a way of measuring how waterproof a fabric is. The, mm. the resulting measurement in millimetres relates to how high a column of water standing on the fabric would need to be before the water would penetrate the fabric. Wow. I was so, right. So if I'm a genius. Two, two, two metres of rainfall, that's, that's, that's a proper piss down. That's 2016 sort of weather, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So if you'd, if you'd had one of those in 2016, you would have been fine, maybe. Probably not. Um, okay, so that's worth that's worth uh, remembering. Yeah. yeah. So your hydrostatic head is basically how much, how waterproof your tent is going to be. Hydrostatic head playing on the fourth stage on the Friday. Sorry. Insert laughter track. Insert laughter track. Oh fuck! I no. can't find it. <laughs> um, there you go. I'm your laughter track. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the other thing about it is, uh, if it's double skinned, your <laughs> if it's double skinned, um, if you um, shove things in your tent to the edge of the actual skin of the tent, it will let water in. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. It. it... Because in most tents, that second layer, that inside layer, isn't as waterproof as your outside layer. So if your outside layer is penetrated by some rain, I'm using the description from Google just then, using the word penetrated. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> if rain does get through that first layer, it will definitely get into the second. Yes. So when placing your stuff in your tent, make sure it's not too close to the wall. So essentially, you won't get leaked on. Yeah, but do expect to see a few spiders. Um, nothing we can do about that. Um, are we bothered about how heavy the tent is? Well, I mean, yes and no. Um, I mean, you're going to have to carry it from the car to the campsite, aren't you? So yeah. So I mean, oh, I mean, it's maybe something to consider. You don't want an extra extra burden of weight on your on on your either on your back or actually in your hand because again the the bigger the tent it's going to be more of a carrying thing in your hand than being able to stick sling it in your in your backpack or on your on your on your wagon um so yeah i mean weight weight of the um tent where it's all packed up just consider that if it's too heavy it's going to be a ball ache to carry here's something to consider if you are going uh with a four-man tent just for yourself and let's say you're going on your own you might struggle to put that up because what you find is if it's a four-man tent, it might take at least two people to put it up. Um, so my my one, um, I actually have video evidence of that on my Instagram that, I, um, that it can be done. Yes, it may fall over a few times and you may look silly, but it can be done. Um, I, I've, I've, I've done it with the tent that I've got and I'll probably end up doing it myself um, uh, when we go this year. You love putting down flooring in your tent, don't you? I did put flooring down in in the um. Or I felt as if I had to in the pop up tent. However, I took flooring down um uh, with the intention of it going into the big tent, just to make it make it a bit more comfy to walk around the tent. Because you're not going to sleep. You're not going to sleep with your shoes on. Because well, you you were expecting you could, but... to have a tent the size of a of a living room. Um, but in the end, it ended up being the size of a cupboard. Yeah. So it would have been nice for- if you'd had a, like a, a full living room to walk around in. You'd, it's nice to have <laughs> some, some flooring. 
I actually used that flooring to sleep on and it did not work. Uh, my, 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 hip, my hips were bruised after that Saturday night. On the Friday night, I was fine. I was too pissed to care. But mm. on the Saturday, I was aching. Oh, God. But what, what exactly was that flooring, if anybody wants to do that? So you can get that. Basically, in the amount of shops, I've, I've seen it in so many shops um, at the minute. Um, it's, all it is is basically like almost like a foam puzzle um, that you basically put put together and it makes just like a little flooring area um mine's all rainbow colors no reason for it it was just the first thing i saw and it looked pretty i picked it up um but you can get plenty of it's almost like gym matting that you can link together and it will just make the flooring in in, in your tent just that they're a bit more bearable waking up and putting your feet on is it expensive can be um i i always find something that's expensive is all down to the the, the person that's buying it like, i mean if expense uh, if it's expensive then you shouldn't buy it in all honesty what um, sort of range of price are we talking to buy some flooring for a tent if it's getting over 20 quid don't bother i reckon you're looking for something that's half decent around a tenner for a good for a good um couple of square meters worth of um flooring oh, that's not too bad is it yeah um now you also like cupboards in your tent, don't you? Yeah, I've got a sort of a fold-away storage unit where in the past I've put all my beer, toiletries and food and, 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 and all that sort of thing. Just Pretty organised. Just, just, yeah, just to make the tent a little bit more organised, a little bit more tidy instead of obviously walking and standing on everything and, you know, bursting crap. It's just, it just makes it just, for me, it just makes it feel a bit more, um, it's another comfort. There's not a necessity um, but uh, I, I do it because it just makes me feel a bit better when I'm camping. And we're not we're not talking like sort of wooden IKEA style um, cupboards. We're talking foldable plastic mm-hmm. ones, aren't we? Yeah. So this this particular one I got, I got it from uh, Decathlon, which I cannot recommend it anymore for um, camping gear. It's amazing quality. It's affordable, and I do believe they are currently doing their bank holiday sale on camping equipment so mm. check them out yeah definitely um but this yeah this it was it's a, basically like a, a fold away it's almost a fold away sort of storage cupboard mm, i was quite it, impressed it, when i saw it yeah it, it, it makes just the it makes the inside of the tent just a bit more organized so again like i say you're not standing on anything and making things burst uh, now um accessories such as pegs guy ropes they should hopefully be in your tent sort of bundle um along with a mallet um you'd, you'd be surprised how often i had to lend out my mallet at the pilot it was quite a lot a lot of people use my mallet <laughs> yeah you you almost didn't get that back if i recall um yeah well I, yeah exactly it was it was very my, my mallet was very popular um so uh you know you can get them from t- to be honest you can go in tesco and pick up camping mallets or uh, pegs or stuff it's not you know stuff like that's not difficult to find if no, you tesco tesco have got a decent range of camping gear at the minute as well um that's where we do our big shop and <laughs> i've not i've not i've noticed a few things um dotted around as well to be fair another one audi audi have got tons of camping gear oh god aldi yes of course down, down there mid lyle the tent that i lent you neil um at the pilot which you still have um is an aldi tent and it has worked perfectly for me for the last couple of years that i've had it um i assume it was good enough for you too yes yes do you want it back by the way are you bothered no not really you can keep it it's yours oh fine okay 
Um, no, so sleeping is uh, uh, an, a, a, something we hope to achieve when we're at download overnight. Um, <laughs> now, it's not necessarily going to happen, depending on where you're camped. Uh, if you're quite keen on sleep, as I am, uh, a pair of earplugs are absolutely essential. Um, they're very cheap. Um I don't, I'm not sure, because I used to, I, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to admit something now. I um, sort of used to take an extra pair of earplugs when I was working at gigs, and I've got quite a, <laughs> quite a stash of earplugs that will probably last me for the rest of my life. Um, so I'm all right for earplugs. In fact, if you need any, come and find me, and I'll probably have... Uh, Do you want me to make you feel a little bit better? Go on. <laughs> I have a huge stash of them as well. From the, places, from the places that I've worked, I've managed to pick up uh, uh, some earplugs along the way. Um, I, yeah, I highly recommend them as well. Obviously, you know, it, it, it's very difficult to fall asleep with tons of noise around yeah. you. It does block out that noise. Also, take them into the arena. Save your hearing for later on in life. Um, I've known um, older people that's obviously gigged as much as uh, we do. And their hearing has suffered in their in the mid to late fifties. So oh yeah, definitely. Tinnitus is now a thing. Definitely, you know, coming out of gigs, especially in quick succession. You know, if you go into a, a, quite a few gigs in a shorter space of time, your ears are ringing for a lot longer as you get older. Definitely. So protect yeah, your hearing. In, after Envisions, my ears are ringing for three days, and that's no exaggeration. And oh, I didn't, yeah. and that's because I didn't wear earplugs. Oh, did so, it you? Oh, bloody no, hell. No, I forgot mine. Um, and, I've, and I didn't bother thinking to ask the bar staff or anyone oh. for, for, for a pair. Oh, well. um, and obviously being right at the front with all the speakers where it was so lo- lots of fun. Yeah, no, I had three days worth of that ringing noise in my ears was horrible. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I know it's not a very rock and roll thing to say, but, you know, look at Ozzy Osbourne. He is deaf as a post. He has COVID now too. Has he? Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, so uh, if... Um... Um, what they call eye masks Uh, now uh, you can get quite nice eye masks actually and the reason I say eye masks is because the sun in the morning beaming through your tent uh, can wake you up at five o'clock in the morning if it's not the airplanes it's the sun uh, or people shouting various catchphrases (laughs) Uh, so I I I think it's worth thinking of if you're a light sleeper, which I know a lot of people are, it's probably worth thinking about getting an eye mask as well because obviously you don't want to be woken up um, first. If you're up late partying, you don't want to be woken up first thing by the sun. It's it's not pleasant because then you can't get back to sleep again and then you're knackered for the rest of the day. So these these are these are things that somebody my age might say, you know, it's get, look after your sleep, you get a good sleep. If you're younger, perhaps you don't give a toss. Um but it it's so valuable. It's so, I love my sleep. It's so important, which is part of the reason why I'm going RIP this year. Yeah, I, I, the, the me going RIP this year with you probably could be the worst thing I do for uh, do for considering when it comes to download, because I'm not going to want to camp in general camping ever again, and I I I have considered that if I can't afford RIP doing quiet camp, but even then I think that might still be a bit much. <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, sleeping bags are. Um, important 
I don't uh, see. I don't. I can't. I can't fit into a sleeping bag particularly well um, because I'm a larger gentleman. Um, and so I, I'm. I'm a duvet kind of guy. <laughs> Oh, I'd, I take I I'd take a full single bedspread with me as well. I, I've got a sleeping bag, and it's fantastic. And I and I I can I can fit into mine. Just um, uh, oh, I can fit I, in. It's not comfortable though. No, I know. But I and I, but I I'd, I'd take like a full bedspread. I take I take a bed sheet with me. Uh, yeah. the, the, again, duvet blanket, couple of pillows. Gosh, I, you want to be after a, after a full day of moshing and headbanging, all you just want is just to lie down. It's true, isn't it? And just a proper and just a nice lie down. Um, and in particular, we- if you if you have a nice, because this is this is the the, <laughs> the direction I'm going in now. If you want comfort when you're um, in camp, um, you need an inflatable mattress from Fat Frank's. Um, they're not even that expensive. They're like ten or fifteen quid, depending on what kind you get. And they even if you you know I think if you've bought one previously they can inflate it for you for a small fee or something like that, isn't it? I find their advertisement for that quite disturbing and quite... Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's flagrant false advertising, Simpsons reference. Um, basically, it's, you, you, you'll find Fat Franks just from the, the phrase free blowjobs. It's not what you think. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not... Again, like I said, it's false advertising but they will blow your air mat- they will blow up your mattress for you. Yeah. And um honestly it is one of the best things that you can get. One of the, you'll be so grateful for it. Um and then you can have it's like it's like a proper bed. You can get a double bed, you can get a double mattress and spread out, which is what I did and it is um oh. There's nothing like it, especially if you've been, if you've been to download before and you've had to sleep on a crappy thin inch thick um, effort, and you know there's there's no comparison really. You know there's no. If, <laughs> I don't know how people manage it. I don't know how people can get a good night's sleep or any sleep on on a thin rolled up crappy mattress. Yes, it's light. Yes, it's easy to transport. But can you sleep on it? Are you comfortable? No. Uh, so uh, treat yourself and go to Fat Frank's and get yourself uh, an airbed. And uh, you, you can even get little pumps as well, can't you? Little electric pumps. Yeah, I, I bring I bring um, an electric pump with me every year just to literally plug it in and just let it go, just let it let it blow up my bed. Um, my, my air mattress is uh, quite a high one off the floor. Oh, God, um, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Another tip as well, if you're going for an air mattress, the higher you are off the floor the warmer night's sleep you'll have because obviously you're not close to the cold floor. Yeah. Um, which then on another note, we, we do talk about camping beds. They're great if they don't fold up and bend and break on you during the night, which happened to me in 2017. <laughs> um, my first night on it was great. But then I think I, I got up and you do know when you, when you first wake up, you sit on the edge of the bed, you give your eyes a rub and try and wake yourself up. No, the fucking, the, the, the steel or whatever material it was just bent. Oh, and um, it, we ended up using it as a bench instead, didn't we? See, I can't remember that. Um, but it, I, I always... You were, oh, 2017, <laughs> you were pissed the entire time. I think we were in camp. Um, it was quite remarkable, actually. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. Um, oh, to, and as well, I've been re-watching the videos. And seeing... 
I wonder if I could mention his name. Seeing Vince fall into the gazebo is just pure comedy gold. <laughs> it was so funny. Bless his heart. Yeah, go to Wilco Productions um, Facebook, not Facebook, uh, YouTube, YouTube page to see my vlog for 2017. Um, yeah, it's worth a watch. Um, yeah, the, with the, the, my, my issue with camp beds is that um, it involves springs and it involves gaps, and I am so paranoid about any bits of random skin uh, falling into springs or gaps and uh, the most horrible pain uh, in the middle of the night. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going down that road. I don't want that. I would rather have an inflatable bed myself. Yeah, no, totally agree. The only positive thing I could say about a camping bed, if it doesn't break, is you've got extra storage space underneath the bed. Um, that is the only positive because some of them, the one that I had was very weak and it broke. Um, like you say, gaps for obviously your skin and your part body parts falling through it and getting caught and hurting yourself. Um, Even the thought of it just makes me wince. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but... I mean, I don't even think camp beds are that comfortable. It was all right. Um, it's again, not like an air mattress, though, is it? A, a skin, a skin load of booze does help. Yeah. Um, but no, nothing, nothing will beat an air mattress. And yeah, if you don't, if you can't, if you forget to bring one or you don't get one in time for the festival, Fat Franks will sort you out with one, and yeah. and they are very. It's value for money. It's very well priced as well. Great bunch of lads. They are indeed. Um, so uh, when you're not going watching bands and when you're not asleep, you're going to want to sit around and drink. So you'll want a chair. Uh, so bring a chair. Again, a lot of the stuff that we're mentioning here you can get from Fat Franks. Uh, they are very well stocked. Um, so a chair, a camping chair. Um, we use, I'm not sure where we are on this actually, but we usually bring a gazebo, don't we? Um, so personally this year, I don't think we'll need one. You don't think? Um, we, we've got, so my tent, there's plenty of space in the tent that we can put, we can leave the door open and chill inside the tent or chill around it. Um, if it starts pissing with rain. So I don't think we'll need one. If you want to bring one, sweet. I'm all for it. I'm not going to say no. Um, I don't think it's necessary for, for us in our situation. Um, cause I'm going to be in a camper van. You are. Uh, the thing to remember about gazebos is when it gets windy, um, <laughs> they they like to fly away on their own and, uh, yeah, and somebody so else might enjoy it. In 2016, I remember where we were camping in the corner of Blue Camp, we had one, uh, the group that we were staying with, and I remember speaking to them on the last day. By the last day of the festival, it had flown away. Um, so in 2017, we learned our lesson... And we ended up taking half the gazebo down and having only, only, it was only enough space height-wise for sitting. Yeah. It was fun. It was cosy. It was really nice. Um, but yeah, if you're going to take a gazebo, make sure you've um, planted it in the ground very deep and very, very fucking secure. And I actually, uh, one year in RIP, I, you know, you, you were very good with 
telling people what year this happened or that happened. I can't fucking remember when these things happened. So there was one time when I was in RIP uh, with my camper van and a gazebo. And um, day one, got the gazebo out, put it up, and it fucking broke day one. Uh, so that ended up in the bin. I think that, I don't fucking know when that was. Um, but I, I think luckily it was a sunny year. Uh, so I didn't actually need it. The reason I'd even taken it was so I'd got somewhere dry, uh, just a, just a, a smallish patch of grass to take my shoes off and and get sort of settled before going into the camper van um, because it was my entire reason for taking a camper van was as a reaction to the rain in 2016. I just wanted. I just thought to myself, there's no way. I'm going through that again, so I got a camper fan. Bit of an extreme reaction, maybe. Um, but it's download, after all, and these things happen. So uh, I wanted a, a nice little sort of area to uh, take my wellies off and, uh, you know, get, get uh, wet clothes off. Out, so, because it's not a massive camper van. It's literally, a, uh, you know, it's a little van, a little tiny van, and not a lot of room for, for standing the way or you've, Sorry, the way you've explained that... Having your own little space to be able to like and take your take your boots off and stuff like that. Yeah, bring one. Because um, uh, I don't want you stripping in my tent. That'd be strange. No. Um, yeah, bring just bring one because then you then you've got that extra comfort. Yeah. Um, however, when we went to the pilot, there were people putting up gazebos, even though there was no room for us oh, or anybody don't. else to actually that, camp. That, so I enjoy watching the videos, obviously, that you've made in the past. But on the, on that, when when we've arrived in the camp and you see people, because oh, it makes me so angry, yeah. because we would have we would have had so much space to set up tents if people hadn't taken the, hadn't put their gazebos up as early as they did. Um, I think some people probably thought like it's just going to be the same as regular download, where there's going to be loads of space. Um, yeah. Hey ho! It's been. It's gone. It's happened. <laughs> I don't think we'll encounter that problem again because I mean, who knows? We might do, but um, it was a very restricted space at the pilot. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't. I hope we don't encounter that problem again. Um, now, uh, windbreak. Have we ever brought a windbreak with us? We haven't, but I've seen it been done. Um, people will set their set their small tent up. And put a windbreak around the entrance of their tent, just so they can stand up and put their kecks on, so they're not flashing their bits and pieces to everybody. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, then you've got yourself like a, again, um, in in a bigger space in RIP, you've got yourself like a, almost like a little garden space where Ooh, you can just sit down and chill out. I like um, that. <laughs> yeah, see, um, it's it's a good idea, definitely. Um, no, we've never bought one. I don't think we've ever needed one. But I've seen it happen, and it is a good idea um, if you're happy to carry more stuff. Probably a good idea to bring some lights with you as well. Um, again, you can get stuff like this from, from Tesco or from any supermarket, I suppose, that has a, a, a camping section. Uh, but there's, there's uh, some decent lanterns and lights out there that are quite cheap to, to bring with you. Um, now then, so once you're... 
you know, you're, you're either asleep, which we've covered, you're either sitting, you know, in your chair, having a, having a chill and a drink. Uh, but what about when you're hungry? We've got quite a few items, actually, to get through here for dining. So we're going to have a, a, a quick rundown. Uh, table. Now, have you, did you bring a table with you at any point? I had planned to for the pilot, but obviously we know what happened there and ended up going back to the car. Oh. I've got a table. I'm bringing my table to RIP this time. Um, and we, and I've, taken, I've taken it camping, um, the bloodstock in that as well. So it's definitely a useful bit of kit. If you, again, if you haven't got a cup holder on your, on your chair, it's a nice place to just pop your pint. Um, you eat your play cards. If you eat your breakfast off it, play cards on it. With it. Obviously, if you're just chilling out in, in, in your tent or in, in, in the campsite, it's a useful bit of kit. Is it it's light? Not, it's, yeah, it is light. It's, yeah, very light. Um, I got mine at Decathlon and it, 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 weighs, it weighs fuck all. Um, again, it's not, it's, it's not an essential part of your camping equipment, but for those sort of home comforts, I definitely recommend one. Um, now, you don't have to make any food at your tent you don't have to make any food at all you don't have to bring anything with you even because obviously you can buy stuff there it will cost you more to buy stuff from those uh, uh, food vans but if you are planning on um, making a cup of tea for yourself or um, heating up a can of beans <laughs> or or whatever um, you'll need camping pots pans saucepans obviously uh, knives forks stuff like that you know dining equipment um now you can't take in particular um you can't take gas barbecues in <laughs> or anything like that it has to be um those little that you, you know you can get this dry dry fuel hexy yeah. is it called a hexy stove it's called a hexy yeah so um most popular one i've seen is that they're incredibly small and they they fold out to be able to take two of those almost like small i'm going to call them tablets they two, uh, two, they take two small tablets and they literally yeah. just light them up, and they, they, they'll they'll last for a good five ten minutes before they burn out. Um, used them a bloodstock, and uh, the wife and I had uh, uh, we I think on day one we had uh, bacon sarnies for breakfast. Ooh. I think we had we had ourselves some uh, makeshift uh, mac and cheese as well. Um, obviously, was obviously boiled some water up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, again, it's not essential because you can get food there, but it will cost. Um, a lot more than to bring your own stuff and cook up your own food. And the thing to remember, if you are bringing food with you, is that it's going to go off. Yeah, like so make, make sure whatever you bring, you eat. Yeah. Um, it won't last long. At all. I mean, even the first day, if it's a hot day, meat isn't going to last, is it? No, and that, that, that's where, again, a good, either a cool bag or a cool box does come into it. But these are other items that are going to be quite bulky and quite heavy, um but i mean again used them last year um to transfer all our food obviously i i don't eat meat so i didn't have that issue but obviously keeping stuff cool um you know, like food and stuff like that yeah. it's it definitely worth um bringing something like that if you are intending to maybe save a little bit of cash and eat at your tent instead of um eating at the vendors in fact you have um you've got a massive great big it's like a fridge on <laughs> it's like a fabric fridge isn't it that you've put you've filled full of um uh, beer and and food and pasties and god knows what yeah man that's 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 i've been, i've had that since 2017 it was a fucking godsend absolutely <laughs> love it got it from costco um and it has lasted it's brilliant it it, the reason I bought it is because it boasted that it could keep 
all your beer and stuff and even keep frozen food for a good few days. Yeah. And I just thought, that's brilliant. All I can do, I can put my um, my pasties and my pastries and sort of stuff in it and they'll defrost by like day three and then I've got some snacks for the um, before going into the arena. That's genius. So so did you actually have to put ice in it or, or those little... Um... No, so you obviously ice ice packs, ice packs to make sure it does stay cold, but it holds, it, it holds the temperature quite well. So if, if that's an option for you, it's like a little shopping trolley, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> with wheels on it or something like that. Yep, it can be Velcro to its... Um, so it came with a, uh, like a trolley or something like that, and yeah. Mm, um, yeah, I was quite impressed with that when I saw that. Um, and it's a good idea to take uh, water containers with you um, because, um, you know, unless you want to traipse up to the tap... Every time you want some water, um, take a, some you know one of those dispensers, water dispensers with a you know you can fold them down. I've got one that folds down, uh, so that's worth doing. Um, also, uh, flasks. Do you want to take a flask with you? I am. Um, I'm. When you say like a flask, like do you mean like obviously like the soup? Thermal flask, that sort of thing. Well, yeah, like a vacuum flask or a. a then no, 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 no. I, 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 um, I th- maybe I, maybe I misinterpreted what they meant by the flask. I just assumed like again, a, a little, a little bottle of water or something like that. Um, well, I guess it's for, for like hot water for for making tea and and coffee and and whatever. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, obviously, you you can ask the vendors as well to fill it up with some hot water, and then obviously, then it keeps the water hot as you're taking it back to your your tent. I suppose. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone up to to one of the food vans and said, "Hey, yeah, could you fill that up with some hot water for me, please?" I'm not paying fifty p for some dickhead to fucking fill my cup up with water. I, no, I won't do. I won't be doing that. Um, I'll be using the the water that comes free out the tap, and I'll be using my barbecue and my kettle to heat up my own water. Yes, you dickheads. You can keep your hot water. Um, <laughs> Charging me for hot water. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, uh, so uh, metal water bottles. I'm not sure what's meant by that in this list. That, that's, that, those are those, um, the bottles that keep your water cold for a long period of time. Oh, yes, I've seen those. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, they keep vodka in them as well, don't they? <laughs> that that R.I.P. one that you got, yeah, a few years back that I kept Jack Daniels in. Oh, yes, very there good. There you go. See, Same colour as not, tea. Yep. See, um, it's not not just not just a, a, a metal water bottle. It could be a metal Jack Daniels bottle. Yeah, and now you you are allowed those in, as it turns out, because uh, it was a gift from R.I.P. And if you're struggling for um, you know, getting going on your camping. Perhaps you're you're new to camping, or perhaps you don't really want to uh, get involved. Uh, you can turn up at Download, and uh, there's a, there'll be a tent already set up for you, and uh, that'll make things a lot easier. That's with Circular Camping. Yeah, Circular Camping. Um, it's new to the Download this year. Uh, basically, they are upcycling uh, tents and other camping equipment. So you've got the you'll have your your tent and it varies from a two person to a four person uh they give you a chair and i believe they give you a mattress as well to sleep on and a sleeping bag um see that's really good isn't it i mean that's that's all your problems solved isn't it really yeah exactly and obviously with it all being um 
upcycled, which is technically um, secondhand, um, it means that it's, it's been recycled for you. So it's, it's come from a place of it's been cleaned up and made ready for you to be used again because um, tents really are crap at um, being able to either be recycled or put in the bin. They're not very good um, sustainability-wise. So, yeah, this is a great idea, to be fair. Um, obviously... We know that download does is ready to rock, ready to rock um, option as well every year, but this I believe is just that it's, it's a little bit more. I think it's a little bit more affordable, and the intent behind it as well to upcycle old stuff as well is is, is a fantastic idea. Yeah, so um, as well as the main tent, which is upcycled, you get an upcycled camping chair, like you say. So it's been used before, but it's 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 you know it's still good. It's just been left behind somewhere, hasn't it? Um, a self-inflating mat, again, upcycled. Um, so that's that's good. But you do get a brand new sleeping bag, which I think is important. <laughs> I mean, you know, yes, you don't want to be you don't want to be sleeping in somebody else's um, guff, I suppose. Yeah, no, exactly. It's- Someone else's farts. Um, so <laughs> um, you'll, when you get there, um, you'll be shown to your clean tent already pitched see that see that takes away all the stress for, for me that takes away a lot of stress is pitching the tent getting all the stuff ready for, ready to camp but it's, it's already there with no with no fuss yeah um, and you can you'll be able to locate that in green camp um which is next to the eco camp and next to the quiet camp as well so uh when it comes to monday morning and you're hanging out of yourself and you just want to go home you you don't have to bother taking a tent down, packing away all all the you know um, the stuff that they've given you. Um, I guess you'd want to take your sleeping bag with you um, since you've paid for it; and it's brand new. Um, but yeah, you can you can just go then, can't you? And without having to worry about because especially if it's been raining, I hate packing up a wet, muddy tent. No, I agree. It was it was horrible. I'm so glad that actually the, the one good thing about the pilot was coming to pack up. It was just a fold. It just fold the tent away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they've got they've got a few options actually. They've got a one person uh, tent for hire, which is ninety five pounds. Two person, one hundred and ninety five pounds. Three person, two hundred and ninety five pounds. There is also a storage tent there. Uh, for £25. But, but when you look at how much you would spend on either buying a tent and equipment um, or, you know, whatever, it's I just think it's so much less hassle to to do this option. So that's that's an option for you there. Circularcamping.sumup.link is how I've found their website uh but i guess if you just search on google for circular camping at download it would come up i believe as well it's it's in the dog blog on the main website as well under its own hyperlink so it shouldn't be too hard to find on there as well so that's kind of it isn't it really uh unless you can think of anything else but i think we've that's quite a comprehensive list of camping essentials i mean aside from things like toiletries and whatever towel uh <laughs> you know see when, we, when i put this list together I, I i thought of literally just camping equipment not um yeah not like your toiletries that you'd, you'd pack for mm-hmm. again uh, i mean i mean that will come at a later date like a packing guard or something like that but 
I, I, almost, I, almost, oh. I honestly only thought of just camping equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, for, stuff while you're at your tent. See. Si. See. Si. So you can tell us your do's and don'ts. Tell us about something that we've missed or just give us your opinion. Just send us a message through the socials or at festpod.co.uk. Just click on message. You can also now find us on YouTube. So feel free to leave a comment down below. Uh, so next up, we're going to be finding out what is coming out of your mouth on social media. In this section, we've got some of your replies to our question online when we asked, what's your favourite food stall at Download Festival? Now, this is... Uh, I think this has probably got the most reaction out of any of the questions that we've ever asked on this show. Um, we have had so much response, haven't we? Oh, yeah. This, this was... Honestly, I was actually quite surprised by the amount of responses we've had so thank you very much for that it, it clearly food is a massive part of all our lives i'm not surprised there's an obesity problem in this country yes and i'm adding to that with every mouthful um so uh, we have a lot of i mean there's a there's a huge number of people who actually are vegan and vegetarian who have listed some of their favorite um places uh, but there are a lot more places to choose from now that's that's become a thing hasn't it what's what's some of your favorites my favorite but the the top of the list of my favorite food because food again is very important to me um is the bunnyman's bunny chow which essentially is a spicy beef well a, it, it can be beef uh, like a chili um inside half a loaf of bread um topped off with either sour cream or hummus and with a little bit of garlic bread, ah, uh, it's 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 amazing. It's 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 easy to handle, and it tastes fantastic. And that seems to be a very popular choice. Um, I've just noticed a uh, Mel Greenway. She said, without a doubt, Bunnyman's Bunny Chow, and even tagged them in it. And they let us know um, that they will be back to download. So that's really good news. Oh, it'd be weird without the seeing them there, wouldn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I have to say, I think that Bunnyman's Bunny Chow is the number one answer that we got. Um, Yorkshire puddings, good value as well from Christy Ford. Um, I agree, I, I like those Yorkshire puddings because it's not just a Yorkshire pudding, it's a, it's basically a Sunday dinner in a Yorkshire pudding and it is gorgeous. I think that's that's probably my favourite. I think I mentioned in one of your, in, in one of the... Um the pilot videos it's the the apex the king or queen <laughs> of festival food and honestly i i agree i won't I, I don't think they've got an option for me but that but yeah on a sunday when you're sitting on the top of the hill and you're watching a band it's perfect for a yeah. nice little meal for i said a nice big meal sorry to um to keep to keep you going for the rest of the day um <laughs> jody lee um, says, I'm so sorry to all the wrong answers above. Those Yorkie puddings have changed our life. So another fan. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, now, I did mention the vegan. There's a vegan wrap place. Uh, J Jamie Gilchrist has said the Crumble Shack and the vegan wrap place, lol. Can't remember the name. Do you remember the name of that place? Uh, no. Um, uh, the, the, I can't even remember... The vegan Big Mac I had at the pilot. Oh my god, that um, was incredible! 
I, I was that was an insanely good burger and I wasted half of it down my front and around my chin um <laughs> but it was fucking fantastic. Um, you got it all down your front. Uh, it was all down your front, as you said, yeah. Um, there is a vegan place that we had, uh, Bloodstock, that is coming back to download and was at the pilot, is the Meatless Farm. Um, Meatless Farm is, you can find it in any in any supermarket now, and they've actually got themselves a store, um, a stall at the, at fest- uh, at the festival um, where they served... I think burgers, hot dogs, kebabs, like a portion of chips. Um, brilliant. I'd recommend Meatless Farm to anybody that uh, is obviously not a meat eater. There's a few people mentioning Easy Cheesy. Ryan John Athey has said Easy Cheesy, by far my favourite, as well as Jamie O'Neill. Easy Cheesy, in spite of the fact that I feel like a complete goblin after eating that cheese sauce. Yeah, um, I've got a, I've got a Jenna Kate saying Easy Cheesy. And I have to agree with, um, sorry, there's a chap that mentioned he feels like a goblin after eating it because the last time I had an Easy Cheesy a few years ago. So it can either hit you in two ways. It can either clog you up for the entire weekend and you feel like a goblin, as just said, or even if you've got the slightest lactose intolerance, it's, it's going to be a very uncomfortable time in uh, the port loose. Yes, yes, yes. I can attest to that. Um Kaylee Payne has said the duck fat chips and nacho cheese dipped burgers. I actually remember those. Yeah. I'm sure that was at Easy Cheesy, was it not? The or was nacho- that a different store? I'm not sure now, actually, but I do remember the nacho cheese dipped burgers and, and, and the duck fat chips and thinking that that was incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I like the idea gun. of it because I, I watched them do it. Like they, they either take the hot mm. dog or a burger, they dip it in that cheese sauce, and that's your cheeseburger in the bun. And, I'd, and that, yeah, that was really interesting to see. I mean, if that's from Easy Cheesy, then then cool. But um, I said it, this, it doesn't um, react very well. Yeah, Rachel Harbin says any that sell decent cheeseburgers and donuts. I have to say, after mentioning this about donuts, um, I don't know. Again, I don't know what year. But I remember me and Dave Kingdon, uh, who you will have heard on earlier podcasts, um, went to get some donuts freshly made. There was a big line, big queue of people in the village getting freshly made donuts. Um, and, uh, and they were so fresh that by the time we'd got to the front of the queue, they were so busy. Um, and got these donuts. We wolfed <laughs> them down. And I had, I was up in the middle of the night with the shits. Um, I think uh, Dave was being sick in the Do middle you know what? of the most, night. Most, most people say they had a dicky tummy. No, that's fine. You just say you had the shits. <laughs> well, yeah, because I can. <laughs> um, now, uh, yeah, so that's the only thing. Because I think the place was... I can't even... I'm not, I wouldn't name the the vendor but i guess they were so busy that they just weren't they, they must have had the fryer on full and just as you know as soon as it's cooked on the outside then serve them up uh but you know that's that was that on one occasion i can't conf- i don't i'm not really one for that sort of thing i don't really have the donuts because it's it's really it lays heavy on your stomach doesn't it um but uh, jason brown says buffalo chili Anthony Lewis says none. They're all too expensive. And they are too expensive. I agree with that. <laughs> I like that. That's tickled me. <laughs> uh, Hannah Stanford says the noodle stand. Uh, oh. oh, yes. See, that see that noodle stand is brilliant. Because uh, 
it, it, it can it caters to uh, the picky eater um, of the festivals. The fussy eaters. Kawi Georgini says three pound noodles. Is there a three pound noodle stand? I don't know. Maybe there's a, a three pound option of um, noodles. I don't know. Um, pizza bar. Uh, Jade Emily Louise says pizza pasta from Bath. Best pizza in the world. Did we not have that at the pilot, the pizza? Pizza pasta from... I don't know, really. I mean, there's a few places that do pizza, isn't there? But we did have a pizza, and they didn't have any cheese. No, they run out of the vegan cheese. The... <laughs> Obviously, vegan is very popular. Yeah. Um, Stuart Wilkinson says, for the future, Greg's. Now, I, I, am I wrong in thinking that there was a petition at one stage or some sort of movement there was yeah <laughs> there's also there's Greg's. also there's also a person that's been there the last couple of times has been a full download in full greg's attire really? uh, leg, greg's leggings he's bought a greg's suit with a greg's tie uh he, he it's, it's hilarious but i don't understand how in the north especially in leeds i remember because i used to live in leeds um there was like I don't know, six or seven Greggs in Leeds City Centre alone. Oh, on one street, it, yeah. <laughs> it must be where I live, there isn't a Greggs, I don't think. Really? Or if there is, if there is there's only one. Wouldn't it be it's, great to have one at download? I mean, I... I oh, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, I'm sorry, I'd be there for having the vegan steak bake every day. <laughs> um, Lee Curtis says, The Muller Rice bus saved my life a few times. Muller Rice bus. I don't remember that, to be honest. Maybe that was something that was floating around the arena, because sometimes they do things like that. Oh, God, yes, they do, don't they? You only did half of Stuart Wilkinson's one, and he said, um, the hippie chippy. A portion of chips with fucking garlic rosemary or any other sort of herb and spices on it. I think they did barbecue chips as well. Just just a bit of a pick-me-up in the form of chips with different flavourings. Fantastic. I, I, I would second that one. Uh, Philip Martin Piscor says, the rotisserie chicken stand. Only saw it there in 2016, though. I, can, I don't remember. I mean, to be honest, I'm Yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've seen that. And I, my first reaction was, ah, oh, poor chickens. Um, but <laughs> though, though, though there, is a, there is definitely a rotisserie chicken place. I think they were at Bloodstock as well, actually. Um, I so, wandered around in a drunken haze, and so I don't really remember any of these. Um that's your own bloody fault. <laughs> I know. Uh, Charlie Graham says, haven't been in a while, but it's good to see veggies and vegans have a bit of choice at download. I mean, you Damn can right. speak to that really, can't you? Damn right. Um, I mean, so taking me out of the equation, it is a good thing that there are more options. Obviously, we are told almost daily that vegan a vegan lifestyle is better for the environment, blah, 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 blah. So it is good to see that download and other festivals are looking to cater for that um especially for, for those of us again that, that don't want to eat meat um it is really good to see um yeah a lot of people are demanding that now really aren't they it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a lifestyle that is is catching on um so but as as a um contrast to that michael stark says mine was a few years ago called piggy smalls best hot dogs ever I'm sorry, the, the name Piggy Smalls is just a brilliant... That's brilliant marketing. Yeah, incredible. I mean, by far and away, though, um, the Bunnyman's uh, uh, Chow, 
whatever it's called thing uh, that is the number one <laughs> they Ooh. i mean they they must do so well every year because everyone yeah. seems to love that i've got another one as well that i don't i haven't seen been mentioned is the paella place that's my second staple at a festival food is the is the paella um it's always next to bunnyman bunny chow as well um uh yeah uh, that that would be my recommendation to anybody because you do get a nice hefty portion as well Obviously, you have a chicken, prawn, um, and there is a vegan veggie option as well. Dash of Tabasco sauce and lemon juice. Beautiful. Fresh coriander. Oh, your mouth's watering just thinking about it. And we all like a hefty portion. So that's it for this episode. We'll be back soon. And until then, we will see you on the socials. Just look for FestPod. Or go to festpod.co.uk for all of our previous episodes. Uh, We're also now on YouTube, so you can subscribe to us there. Uh, You won't actually see our faces, but you will see um, annotations. You'll see... uh, So if you drift... If you you have it on in the background and you drift off because you're doing something else, if you look back at the screen, you'll see... uh, what you're missing basically i've written uh, basically what we're talking about so that you ne- you'll never be far away um from from jumping back in uh, so subscribe to us on youtube just look for fest pod uh, and why don't you give us a five star review on whatever platform you're listening to us on it does help new people find us and it would be nice to get any reviews at all because i don't think we've had any i haven't seen any <laughs> Um, But that's it. We will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. A Wilco Productions podcast. I was within licking distance. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. FestPod, the unofficial rock festival guide, is part of the ACAST Creator Network.